Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Josh, I know we're not math guys here on another Dolphins Podcast, but I got a simple mental math question here for you that I'd like to uh, get your thoughts on, and that's 91 plus 43. Does that equal or is it like close to 15? Because it, it kind of felt like it on Sunday. Yeah, I mean... We already put Jalen Phillips in the ring of honor, so I don't know that we'll say anybody can replace him, but if anybody can come pretty close, I think it's the combination of Emmanuel Agba and Andrew Van Ginkle. I mean, Andrew Van Ginkle has been playing out of his mind. I think earlier in the year we talked about it when Jalen Phillips was out. We kind of even said, you know, we don't really need Jalen Phillips right now because of how good Andrew Van Ginkle looked. And, you know, we saw it in this game with him getting uh, more snaps. He did get, you know, 46 snaps in this one, five tackles, two quarterback hits. He had an interception, which um, he read that play, man. You know he's watching the film, and he saw that thing. He sniffed that thing out. Agba only played 16 snaps, but he still had that sack, and I feel like every time Agba's out there, he's kind of getting a sack. So um, do those two numbers add up? I mean, if we're sitting here and saying mathematically speaking, um, absolutely not. But when you're looking at the players on the field, but when you're looking at the players on the field, I can see where this combination can um, do enough to get us by and to to be the kind of player that Jalen Phillips was. I mean, Agba sets the edge, right? He's good against the run and can get to quarterback. And then Andrew Van Ginkle, we're seeing him pulling off Charles Harris-type spin moves out there, man. I mean, um, it's a beautiful sight to see. We are recording this on December 4th, 4.43 p.m. in Joshua House. I just got a tweet that it just lit up my face, and I would love to get your thoughts. However, the reason it lit off my face, it is not good news that caused it. Jerome Baker suffered a brutal, brutal, what it looked like, knee injury on Sunday uh, against Washington. It looked like Brandon Jones kind of fell into him as they were trying to stop Curtis Samuel. I think it was going to the end zone. Jerome Baker tweeted out that he will not be gone as long as you expect. But Joshua Houts' instant reaction, Adam Schefter is reporting that former 49ers first-round pick Ruben Foster is working out for the Miami Dolphins. It goes back to all the wide receivers. We now get the linebackers that you've been craving. How does it feel? I'm in shock. I'm, I'm sitting here. The first thing I'm thinking of is how I got to go find that George Bush meme where they're like whispering in his ear and be like, the Dolphins, the Dolphins got the Dolphins got Ruben Foster. I mean, I'm, I, I feel like he can be that guy that can come in and, you know, be a difference maker in the run game. Um, don't know how much he has left in the tank, but Mike McDaniel spent some time with him there in San Francisco. We've all been clamoring for him. I know I was at that draft sitting there after every pick, just hoping and praying and waiting for him to fall to the Dolphins. And then he, the, the Dolphins said, uh, we'll take Charles Harrison instead, which, you know, I guess you can sit there and flip a coin with that. But um, so they're working him out or did they sign? They're just working him out currently, right? Working, him, working out. him out. That'll be that'll happen on Wednesday will be the workout. I was 
I was a little mad Shaq Leonard uh, signed with the Eagles. I was like, that would have been the perfect. But we have no cap money, and we're sitting here talking about how we need to pay everybody. So that would have never happened. But, dude, thank you. Every time we're on here, something good happens, at least uh, the Tyreek Hill thing. I'll never forget that. I'll be on my deathbed just remembering Jake's face and how excited we were. Schefter added that Miami linebacker Joan Baker suffered an MCL injury Sunday and is now considered week to week at this point. David Long led the Dolphins. He had one tackle for a loss, eight total tackles, a quarterback hit. Duke Riley came in relief of Jerome Baker uh, when he left the game. He had eight tackles. I think he knocked down a pass. No, excuse me. He forced a fumble, I believe it was, that was recovered by Washington. But, man, what has it been like these last couple weeks? I mean, the Dolphins have suffered a handful of injuries. Javon Holland didn't play. Hence, Brandon Jones was in the lineup. Jerome Baker left the lineup. We all are still trying to figure out how, how you know it sucks how much this team has lost with Jane and Phillips like we are we still don't know how much that's going to limit this team ceiling losing someone that great it seems like we're not ready to figure that out I mean you have guys week after week Duke Riley I mean Andrew Van Ginkle we're talking about Emmanuel Agba sack and in, in, in two quarterback hits there's a bunch of guys stepping up ready to make an impact on this defense yeah, Duke Riley looked awesome, right? I mean, I think before I said that he was kind of more of a special teams guy. I mean, I don't think he's ever really truly got that opportunity to shine, but I saw him, you know, making some plays, and I pointed to my wife who liked the Eagles. I'm like, there's your boy Duke Riley out there making plays. It seemed like he was waiting on his moment. Obviously, wasn't waiting for what happened with Jerome Baker to, you know, take place. I mean, you got to feel for Jerome Baker. He's playing some of his best football. Brandon Jones hustling just to make a play, um, and it was just an unfortunate incident, but um, yeah, man, Duke Riley really stepped up and impressed me late in those games. I think even Channing Tindall got out there a little bit, may have had a tackle, need to make sure I go out there. And if it's even just one tackle, Jake, I got to make sure I tweet that thing out if it's the only clip I show this week. But um, I think what you were getting at there is it's just nice to have a team where, you know, these aren't some big name players that you're asking to come in and play, but it's the next man up mentality and they're coming out there and they're doing their job. And um, it just feels like a different, you know, you hate to be corny but different culture right like it's a family mentality and no matter what happens they're gonna step up and um you know take control of it for their brothers like we saw with Agba you know pointing at his you know doing the one five for Jalen Phillips I mean this team loves each other so I'm intrigued to see what Duke Riley can do but definitely need to bring some more depth in there as well Terry McLaurin targeted three times he didn't have a single reception that's called the Jalen Ramsey effect Jahan Dotson two receptions on five targets that's called the Xavier Howard effect. Zach Sealer, a sack and a half. Bradley Chubb had half a sack. What we're seeing, man, is that there is just this solidified group of, and I don't even want to discredit the other guys coming in, but you see guys who are so effectively and consistently doing their job where you can have these guys come in and just have their ability to lean on them to punch people in the face. I mean, the fact you can have Andrew Van Ginkle out there button mashing is such an awesome thing for this defense because he is one of the smarter defenders that you'll find. Vic Vangio didn't want him back just so they could discuss hairstyles. Vic Vangio knew what he could do. And I'm curious to get your thoughts. Did you see any massive impact? Because we see JPP as someone who's going to get into the mix slowly and surely over time. We hear Vic Vangio kind of preaching that, that they're going to take it real slow with someone like JPP and they're going to focus on using him in the nickel. One of the concerns with Jalen Phillips going out was, hey, can you be as flexible with Andrew Van Ginkle? After one game, after not the greatest Washington opponent, but I kind of want to say, yes, you can still use him as that linebacker in the nickel and then also as that pass rusher off the edge. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to say we're not seeing the Dolphins defense take a step back without Jalen Phillips out there, but um, Andrew Van Ginkle rose to the occasion. We saw, again, Emmanuel Agua do the same thing. So um, I, I think, it, like you said, after one game, we can see here and say that Andrew Van Ginkle can continue to do what he's done um, early in the season. And again, you got to give credit to Vic Fangio for, like you said, bringing him back, making sure he comes back. But um, we're sitting here talking about cap hell on the horizon. And now you got Andrew Van Ginkle proving that he, you know, is capable of being a starter. I mean, he's a guy that literally is changing games for the Miami Dolphins. So um, don't envy Chris Greer one bit. I mean, you already said um, we'll let you go and, you know, try to go to another team. And, and now he want, he's going to want more money, right? The last stat I have here, uh, pro football focus, since week nine, the Dolphins defense allows four yards per play which is best in the league that started with the Kansas city game. Uh, Joshua, I mean, we see this defense really starting to take over. We saw a unit that uh, in years past, I, I go back to, there was that game against Andrew Luck. I think it was 2013 where Dion Jordan could have had his coming out party and there was a play. He could have sacked Andrew Luck and he just pushed him. And because he didn't realize how big of a quarterback he was and he was just going to knock him over. I mean, we see Zach Sealer, you know, trying to knock Sam Howell to the ground. We see these guys actually trying to obliterate opposing teams. I mean, what have you seen as this defense where it sounds crazy to say, and I keep repeating it because it sounds crazy. You have an offense that put up 45 points. They put up 70 earlier this year. And this defense has taken every opportunity to steal the spotlight. And I think they're doing a pretty good damn job of it. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm glad you brought up Zach Sealer because I had to make sure we gave him his flowers because it just seemed like on every play, you know, he's relentless. And, you know, you ask what it has to do with, right? For him, it has to be him wrestling alligators and things like that. I mean, this guy literally plays football like a man that that wrestles alligators. I mean, he was all over the field. You can see why the Dolphins locked him up. I mean, everyone is doing their thing and playing their role, and you just have to um, love how it's all starting to come together. Bradley Chubb had a half sack in this game. Uh, Zach Sealer had one and a half. Emmanuel Agba had that sack. Um, and they held Sam Howell to what the lowest passing yards he was coming into this. He was leading the league. I think he had 120 passing yards in total. Um, we didn't get all the sacks we wanted. I think we wanted like six or seven or eight, but um, the Dolphins defense, man, I was going to ask you if you had to sit here and say which unit's better, the offense or the defense. I mean, when you're looking at the star power, I mean, my eyes immediately go to offense, right? Cause you have that fantasy mentality, but dude, this defense looks freaking elite right now. And we didn't even mention Cater Kohu got a shout out Brandon Jones. I mean, yes, Jerome Baker got hurt, but I think he played every snap in Javon Holland's absence. And um, again, the commanders didn't play great, but you know, Terry McLaurin was a ghost. If you started him in fantasy, like uh, some nerd named Josh Houts, um, you might have regretted that one. Overall, an excellent performance from the Miami Dolphins. They went to Washington and nothing caught them off guard. I mean, this is a defensive front in Washington that didn't have a sack last week. The same was true this week. We saw from, I think, the opening drive where Tua wanted to get the ball out of his hand quick. And then he realized there was nobody around him, which I thought was pretty funny where you saw him throughout the game realize, oh, I have more time in the pocket. I can really let plays develop. And it, it took him three plays to realize I can just launch one to Tyreek and they're not going to be ready for this for him to go up and, and catch that football. I mean, Josh, we kind of hit the nail on the head here a little bit, not necessarily in the, hey, we're geniuses. Washington sucks and Miami is good. But you look at, you know, Washington allowing 16 touchdowns from outside of the red zone. The Dolphins, both of their you know, passing touchdowns, Tyree kills 60 yards, 72 yards. This is a team that is very vulnerable when you're able to stretch out the field. All of Miami's other touchdowns that came from within the red zone, both the Devon Achans and Raheem Mostert's rushing touchdowns, something to keep in mind. If you'd like to place a couple bets on this team, uh, 
the Washington defense, man, they are prone to giving up the big plays. And then on the other side, right, we kind of see Sam Howell as someone who's going to butt mash the controller. It's that little kid playing Madden who's just going to throw it time and time again. But this Dolphins defense has allowed three touchdowns from outside the red zone. And we continue to see that stout, stout secondary be that calling card that this defense needs, even when Javon Holland isn't there.